Hello, welcome back into the pitching tent, the tent in which we come to pitch. Uh, and it's very important, we are not allowed to pitch outside of the tent. That is strictly against the rules. Uh, uh, and uh, my fellow co-host can attest to that. Hello, Dom, you're, you're back. Hello, yes, and I agree, and I attest to that. I agree with that testimony. That is true. Uh, it has made it difficult to develop um, other shows for the network. Um, it, it's The tent is only open while we are recording, so we have to we have to structure the rest of our sort of management for Spiky Trap as a whole, uh, just in the, the the ten minutes before and after we record an episode. Yeah. So if if your you know your favourite shows have felt a little bit stagnant recently, it's because any new ideas for those have to come in those either side of this episode. Yeah, it's really hard. I've been trying to schedule all my meetings in the in the buffer zones before and after, but it just ends up being very convoluted and. You it's pretty difficult, especially considering the very intense uh, check-in and induction process that is required to get anyone into the tent. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's not a, a very safe place to be, no. so there are a lot of rules. Um, also, you know, it is like, as it is the only place to pitch, there are a lot of waivers and like signs. Like our guests can know that there's a lot of paperwork you need to sign to even get into the tent to pitch. There is a lot of paperwork. That's absolutely true. And it's and to be fair, it's not even I mean some of the fine print here just to just to get a little bit so that you listener understand exactly what we're talking about. Um, the the fine print is it's not just you come in and pitch an idea, it's any idea that you have while you're in the tent as well. So even things like like if you decide I'm gonna have a, a chicken sandwich for lunch, well, we now own that idea. So if you've had that idea while you're in the tent, right? Um, so it becomes very difficult to organise things like catering and 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 lunch and things like that. And and, and it, it's just a complicated process because yeah. you'll be like, hmm, I should go and have a burrito. And then we've got to do all the paperwork to sign that over. And it just, it takes a long time in between episodes. So yeah. And legal legal do scour like you know, the social networks after. So it's like if you do have an idea and you withhold it, they're usually pretty good at finding that you did have an idea while you're in the tent. They're pretty Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Uh, this is also the reason that you'll never find any photos on social media from any of our guests or Morgan or I online. Um, just because if you take a photo in the tent, it becomes the property of Spiky Trap. And, and we just have a policy of not releasing those. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll. Uh, when on a special occasion we'll release all the tent photos, the folder. Yeah, the it, it, it's because currently if we post them to Instagram, we can't monetize them. So, you know, we, like with everything in the tent, we've got to come up with a way to make money off this. So potentially we'll have like an art showing where we can we can get them printed on some nice Ooh, paper and hang cool. them up and sell them I for a couple thousand dollars like each. A, like an OnlyFans situation, like only tents or something. <laughs> now there you go. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to write that one down just for later. <laughs> We have a, if we have a short idea for an episode, we'll go through and, and map out the entirety of only tents. If you would, uh, tent if you only, would, uh, <laughs> if you're interested in paying for uh, uh, pics of tents, uh, let us know. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, send us an email. <laughs> we never All know right. where these opening spiels are going to go, but they always they're always a fun time. <laughs> Some may say better than the show themselves. <laughs> Some would say I disagree. I disagree too, because I'm sure today we've got the best episode that we will ever do. 
look, that's high praise, Don. But I, I'm excited about today's episode because I'm very excited. I was looking back at our catalog and I was like, oh, you know, this is this is something we don't have, and it's something that a lot of other people are trying to have, and some people do successfully have at the moment. And I was like, I think to to for us to legitimize ourselves and be taken a bit mm-hmm. more seriously, this is something we need. Um, we need Dom today. I would like to. Uh, I would like to uh, begin planning and the uh, mm-hmm. and the planning process for uh, our own very own cinematic universe. Yes. So, for those not aware, uh, to to name a few successful ones, there's uh, the Marvel is obviously the biggest cinematic mm-hmm. universe going around. DC have their try. They've tried. Uh, the Wizarding World is a more recent one with the Harry Potter movies. They're trying to turn that into a cinematic universe. That's very true. Yes. Um. What other cinematic universe? I mean, Quentin Tarantino has his own cinematic yeah, universe. Quentin Tarantino, Transformers, I would argue, is sort of like go on that it's along a that cinematic line universe. as well. Cer- yeah. Certainly, Alien and the Alien franchise is a cinematic universe. Yeah, and it's it's really the it's really like what's on on, on, on the new hotness at the moment. Everyone wants mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Um, DC struggling a bit. There's also uh, there was the Dooku, the Dark Universe cinematic universe that struggled to get off the ground briefly there. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, if we avoid the pitfalls they made, that that's probably a good idea. But yeah, so today, uh, primarily the, the start of this episode, I'm thinking we need to pick mm-hmm. a property and run with it. And I've got a list and we just, I feel like we need to okay, sure. suss out like what some of the, the pros and cons. But yeah, I think we need to pick our, promity, our property, mm-hmm. figure out what we're going to, what our cinematic universe is going to be. And then I think we need to cast some of our biggest stars so we get that, um, just so we know who's leading the charge. Like that was like the main one, like example is Robert Downey Jr., being mm-hmm. the, the the main one to kick off the Marvel Cinema. They've since moved on, but we need yeah. the, that that first wave, I think, of uh, big names. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, so, yeah. Before, but I, I do have some suggestions on stuff. Oh, is, yeah. there any, is there anything that you've immediately thought when I said, oh, we should have a cinematic universe? Is there anything that you thought would be a good fit for us? I mean, the fact of the matter is we've we've kind of already started. Yeah, so I, I thought the obvious one would be breaking the Banksy, but I don't know. I feel that I don't know if that feels like a cinematic universe to me. It feels a bit too self-contained for that. That's that's fair. That that's very fair. I feel like maybe that's a, a good one for people to get like a taste of the kind of style of of, of what we're going yeah. for. But then we. I also feel we, like we lose all those characters and we we get into a new sort of cinematic yeah, universe. I f- yeah, I also feel like breaking the Bensi, we kind of just skipped straight to the Avengers. Like it is everyone's meeting up. Like you got to have those. Like you set the groundwork for all mm-hmm, the different mm-hmm. characters. I, I thought about it, but I was like, no, I think we need to start fresh. Pick, yep. Pick pick Clean a property. Slate. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, in my in my list, think I was thinking like, oh yeah, so you know, Marvels and DC, that's comics, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you got like Transformers, which is like uh, kids. TV show, or I think it was comics as well. And then you got uh, Wizarding World, which is based off books. Mm-hmm. So I've just I've got a bit of a list and some things okay. maybe we can talk about. Uh, some interesting. I think uh, <laughs> I've got some stupid ones as well. So we'll 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 discuss all of this them. This is a safe space one. Yeah. There are no stupid ideas in the tent. Look, you say that, and then my third one down is uh, uh, Fast and Furious style Herbie the Love Bug. Uh, <laughs> Fast and Furious is also kind of a cinematic universe. That's a cinematic universe for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's one of my ideas, which I think could be great. Um, I think the most recent one was early 2000s with Lindsay Lohan. It was Herbie Fully Loaded. But there are a couple of Herbie movies already, but I think it would be mm. like a reboot situation going on there. Yes. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We'd want to we'd ignore all the previous canon and start with our new movie. Mm. Um, yeah. 
And then there's a couple other, like tapping into nostalgia. There was recently a Goosebumps movie, but I think you've mm-hmm. you retconned that and then maybe did like, and the best thing about the Goosebumps movie is you could potentially like do a couple of the books as like standalone movies. And then you're like Avengers coming together is maybe you pull a couple of characters from those and you invent, you pull maybe a, a, a bigger bad from a, maybe a different yeah. Goosebumps mm. book. I feel like that's definitely got some legwork. That's that's definitely one that that we could shortlist and along for sure. Yeah, and along the same veins, there I kind of got Scooby Doo, like a, a, a nostalgic kids cartoon. I don't know now. What yeah. now? A Scooby Doo cinematic universe would be pretty great. Yeah, I, I think it'd be pretty. And like you could get especially in, because we've never seen each of the characters kind of. We don't it, know their have their own places, right? Yeah. Like, like what would the Shaggy movie look like? Like what would the Velma movie look like? How did they become Mr. Inc? Like, that's my that's my thing that I would we like to like see that. We get like a kind of Ghostbusters type deal where it's like we see them come together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I was thinking... Which I think so may have only happened in the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> so I'm trying to think this through, actually. They were already well established by Ghostbusters, weren't yeah. they? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure they were. They can, they, oh, what did they of. come together? I haven't seen Ghostbusters in years. There was like two of them were friends... And they and one of, and they were like one of them believed in ghosts and then it was like hey let's go hunt a ghost together and they formed the Ghostbusters. So this is Scooby and Shaggy. I feel like the, yeah, they, I feel like Scooby and Shaggy are just a package duo. The other like Scooby is well, in. I'm pretty sure Shaggy Scooby is, is in the Shaggy's Sco- dog. Yeah, so Scooby's in the Shaggy movie, or I honestly <laughs> think it would be the Scooby movie and Shaggy is in it. Like, yeah, no, for sure, a hundred percent. Like, yeah, Scooby is the main one there. Okay, okay. Um, Scooby Doo, so, I like it. So I think Scooby Doo's a strong contender at the moment. I was thinking, and then I was thinking along like, you know, they got the heroes and Marvel and DC, like superheroes very in at the moment. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, what about like a Captain Planet cinematic universe, you know, with like yes. could be very like on brand with like all this like, you know, the 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 global warming or climate change and all that. Like we could definitely do some uh, fear mongering in that and definitely mm-hmm. maybe tap into something there. Are you are you familiar much with Captain Planet, Dom? I'm not too I'm not too familiar with Captain Planet. That that's my only reservation about that one. Yeah. But I'm I'm happy to be informed. <laughs> I think I think the thing about Captain Planet is that works really well for this. Is there's like the four or the five people, mm-hmm. and they each have the ring, and then when like and they each, it gives them a different power, and then when they bring the rings together, you summon Captain Planet. And I think that really works as like the single movies, like the first phase. You have yeah. each person finding their ring and then coming together, but it is a bit drawn out. I don't know. It might not be. No, I think I think that's good because, um, you know, it, it uh, it's like a kind of Infinity Stones thing where yeah. they all need to come together and, and and they become all powerful, I guess. And then Captain Planet saves the world. Yes, from pollution. I think the villain is, what we like, need. is something pollution or like Captain Pollution or something. So, we, but we can always, you know, make up. We can always retcon and do our own thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I thought that also, yeah, politically could be a very interesting move on our own, like uh, in these in these uh, economic and time. Well, it's, it's true. You only yeah. need to look at the like cinematic success of Don't Look Up to realize how hungry the the public are for environmental <laughs> content. <laughs> Maybe maybe a bit more subtle and nuanced. <laughs> the character's called Captain Planet. <laughs> can you get subtle? We can. You know, we can change it. Captain P. That's not. That's not Captain better. P. Mm. <laughs> cap. Cap. Mm. 
No, I got nothing. <laughs> I do, yeah. But uh, also, you know, just side note, uh, Captain Planet had a banger intro and I would love to see like the redone, like get a band to redo it for the new movie. That'd be pretty fucking sick. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that idea. Because whatever we come up with, it's going to have to be like all current cinematic universes, a bit grittier, a yeah. bit more real, a bit more, you know, um, based in kind of like a, a reality, if not our reality, but certainly feels like it's it's much more plausible rather than fantastical. Yeah. And then I was, you know, this one, the next one, it was like, oh, yeah, I just I want to see more from this world. They've already kind of started, but we could definitely, like, take over and branch out a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, Spy Kids, we could, you know, do a prequel or, like, a like just expand yeah. out on that universe a bit I mean, more. <laughs> the, only, the, only, <laughs> the only problem with Spy Kids is it kind of is already a cinematic universe well, there's right three movies i feel like it's a trilogy and then if you do a prequel or a side story that's related then it become like then it becomes more of a universe like you've got to you explore the universe a bit more instead of just three oh it's actually four movies maybe i don't know no i think it's three the the, the problem is that uh that the, there is an entire side quest kind of movies um, <laughs> Danny Trejo's character, Machete. Oh yeah, there is has Machete. his own movie. I forgot about Machete. Yeah, no, that's fair. They also there's also stuff about like potentially Shark Boy and Lava Girl being set in the same universe. I think so. Maybe that one. Maybe that one is already off to a good start. We shouldn't. Stay I think I th- I genuinely I I love to see further development <laughs> of the Spy Kids cinematic universe, but I th- I think we're well on our way. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll just we'll just. Uh, Maybe we won't get involved in that. We'll just write an earnest letter to Robert Rodriguez pleading yeah. for more content. Because <laughs> we like, dear Robert Rodriguez, more Spy Kids, please. Yeah. Uh, and the next one is, you know, I've yeah, you know, a lot of nostalgia and mm-hmm. um, I really liked the musicals. <laughs> and I thought, uh, it's Matilda. Um, and I thought, you know, Ooh. you could expand on her powers or maybe there's other pow- there's people with powers. Other people. Yeah. Like Matilda's our Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, I like this, right? Because you do a Matilda movie, right? Which you can do. And then you do another movie about another kid with some powers. And then you bring them together. Yeah, and you know what? I think, and then, so I feel like maybe, yeah, the Matilda movie is like, it's not a re- like we we st- the the original Matilda movie is still canon, and then this the first when we start back, maybe she's older, oh, and then we okay, and then yeah. we have so that's kind of like a, a Matilda two situation, and then we have the no- the new move the new p- movies with the other people, mm-hmm. and then when they come together, the villain is the returning Miss Trunchbull, which prun- yes. like you call like a callback from the very first movie that wasn't originally connected, but now he is part of that mm-hmm, thread. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd like to see the Trunchbull movie also be a like a backstory for her too, though. So I think mm. that that I think what we do with the Transform movie. I mean, it's you make it like Infinity War Part One, where that is primarily about Thanos than anyone else, and you learn about mm. him. I reckon. I reckon we do like a time thing, right? Where the first half of or the first say ninety minutes of uh, Agatha War Part One, there's a. <laughs> uh, um, is set in like, I don't I don't know how the timeline works out, but like her childhood, right, yeah. up through her, and it ends when she becomes Miss Trunchbull, and then we jump forward in time, and for the last twenty minutes of the movie, she's the big bad, 
right? That, yeah. that, that is going after Matilda and all of her friends. Um, and then there's an entire second movie that's much more traditional in terms of, you know, we, we fight transport, but we've got that big, you know, like how, um, like, like Captain America, right? How we got the big, big, like, wasn't the majority of that first movie his kind of origin story is set out of time with the rest of... Yeah, so um, it, he it was in the past. The MCU it was, like, was in the past. Yeah, he is the first Avenger. Mm. What would we call them? Call them what? The Matildas. Uh, now, I have an idea. Let me get... So, so like, the people with powers, you're saying? Is that what... Yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to... I think this should be. Let's have a look. I'm just looking at the song list from the musical and seeing if there's anything. Oh, okay. Uh, th- so there's a song in the music called "Revolting Children." Maybe they can be called r- revolts. The, the, revolt. the revolt. The revolters. The, yeah, the something. <laughs> or just you know the revolting children. I don't know. The revolting children. Yeah. I feel like that's like when they come together. That's like their term. Like they've been their term of endearment. They take it from like a negative, and they call themselves that as like Absolutely. a positive. They become yeah, the revolting yeah. children. I We've think that's a nice that. reference. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to just to go back, so the two strongest ones I think were Scooby Doo and Matilda. But I feel like you were, we're really vibing with Matilda here. We're vibing with Matilda, but man, I'd love to see a Shaggy baby. <laughs> Um, on a yeah, on a separate note, I think there's a fan-made thing happening at the moment called Mystery Inc. and it's like a Scooby, like a more serious, darker Scooby Doo thing. I I've, I th- I don't know. Someone on my I think well, I follow like a cosplayer fantastic. on Instagram who's been tagged as cast as um Daphne, I think. But yeah, so it's like it's called Mystery Inc. There's like a tr- I think the first episode is like up on YouTube, but it's like yeah, it's very like CW vibes, like Riverdale, Supernatural. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> I think I can see you Googling it right now. I am Googling it right now. There's a, a 2022 TV series, I think, called Mystery Incorporated, which sounds fantastic. <laughs> so it's already being done. So I, then that leaves us with Matilda the, to the, develop. The other thing I like about Matilda is we have the Matilda Cinematic Universe, which is our own little MCU. Oh, it's good. The Matilda Cinematic <laughs> Universe. I like it. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I'm happy to settle for Matilda. I think Matilda's got a lot of growth, a lot of like a lot of because it's it's really is like the original movie is not they don't explore. It's just she has the powers. There's no there's no need. They don't have an explanation. They don't kind of go into it. So I think there's a whole thing we can go into there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and figure out maybe like oh is this a natural thing? Did her shitty parents like uh, have some kind of like trial on it that affected them when they had a kid? Who knows? We don't know. I think there's a lot of world to tap into there. I wonder what if we did. Uh, here's here's a, here's a sort of side questy type of idea. Okay. Uh, or a, a sort of you know, what if Matilda herself isn't in it so much, right? Yeah. But it's a grown up Matilda, and it's we kind of do a stranger thing where it's like it's about the children and it's her child is our main character. Ah, interesting. And then all of her friends. And so you kind of tap into this whole, um, you know, uh, kids saving the world type deal that we, you, you get, and and this this troop of, mm. you know, Stranger Things or like um, to date this podcast. Uh, oh yes, 
season four of Stranger Things did just drop and uh, I've been watching it and I, I am 100% behind that vibe. Like, I reckon that could be, like, a great way to take this. I think this could be fun. And then, like, you, I also, get, to do, you get to do all of the, like, child discovering her powers again. Yeah. Without needing to, to redo Matilda. I also think that's a great, like... Um, because I feel like definitely if we're going to tie it, you need to bring back Myra Wilson as Matilda. Mm-hmm. But then like that brings, we get the her back as the mum, which is a cameo. And then we ha- can cast a new up and coming star as their main, which is still. Yeah. Because I feel like if it was just Matilda, like, it'd be cool to have her back, but there's, she's still not like a household name really. So I think that is exactly, a good way of yeah. doing it. She mm-hmm. like, ca- like people know she's the mum. Great. Mm-hmm. And then we can have references like, oh, we can have like, bring back like Danny DeVito for a cameo as like you know, the grandfather or something like. Yeah, definitely no, for sure. I think that works well. I, th- I think that would be a, a good way of, of doing it. And then and then you get to introduce a whole cast of of other children that are have different powers and stuff. I'm trying to think what were what were Matilda's actual powers. She could definitely move things with her. Yeah, mind. she could move things with her mind. I'm trying to remember if she could Is that the main re- thing? read minds potentially. Let me. I'm gonna. What were Matilda's powers? Let me Google. Because okay, also, okay. I think. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if the book uh, has more than maybe potentially the movie. I'm not familiar with the book. I oh, see. So that would be good. If there are things in the book that didn't make it into the movie, that can be source material for us. So we don't have to do as much thinking. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just telekinesis, the ability to move objects using the power of the mind. However, mm. uh, Matilda is not the only Roald Dahl character with special powers. Roald Dahl wrote the magic finger 22 years before. Matilda. Now that could be a good source material to add another power to the Matilda. We look at all Absolutely. these other Roald Dahl characters; they might not be related, but we bring the powers in to yes. the Matilda world and give it to. Uh, I can. The I can imagine. Children. I can certainly imagine a a movie where the the revolting children have to deal with a giant peach <laughs> that has besieged the town. Or you just make the giant peach like a spaceship or something, and it's. Oh yeah, because it's got to be gritty, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Man, because you could, I like it. You just do all rolled up, <laughs> but in the MCU. Yeah. You just, yeah, and no, we you, make the, do- I don't really remember what happens in James and the Giant Peach, but I remember there was a big peach and maybe that could be one of the villains. And, and I like, as you say, a spaceship, it comes down. Don't know who James is supposed to be in this scenario, but it could be. He could be maybe James from James and the Giant Peach is another one of the revolting children. Yeah, you just have one. I feel like you just name him like James, and then it just does like a honorary thing. But yeah, you could just have like the the animals from the Giant Peach maybe be monsters. Yeah, might we do some damage to James and the Giant Peach though because they're good in that. But you know, whatever. No oh, biggie. It's fine. What other? What other? What other books has um has Roald Dahl done? Roald Dahl done. I'm trying to think through them. Let's have a look. Roll. What about? George from George's Marvelous Medicine, but the Marvelous Medicine is a, it's a drug that's, <laughs> it's like a new street drug that is killing our children <laughs> and the revolting children have to stop George and his Marvelous Medicine. Yeah, that could be fun. Uh, BFG, the big friendly giant. Oh, yeah, yeah. A so giant. you have the, the big giant that comes in and he pretends to be friendly, but he's actually a a billionaire putting yeah. children to work in sweatshops or something. Yeah. Uh, you got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. 
Okay. I think we don't touch Charlie. I think that's like that's our Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Just don't, don't touch it. We just like, don't touch it until years later when suddenly we get the rights back and we're happy to, we happy to touch Charlie in the chocolate factory. But I think that's its own thing. Yeah. And then there's just a couple of random, like you got the twits, whatever that is. And mm. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's been done recently, very well. It has been so done I think recently. We also yeah. Stay away yeah, from that. yeah. It's kind of not as fantastical as the others, is it? It's just about a fox, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Roald Dahl's Book of Ghost Stories. I'm sure there's some good stuff in oh, there. Oh, there'd be some good material in that. Maybe a Goosebumps tie in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, this world is rich, I think, is the best I part think so. I think this is our, our go. So and it's nostalgic for people as well. Yeah, 100%. So I think let's start planning this out. Our first movie then needs to be the new Matilda movie. Yes. Right? So what do we call that? Can we just call it Matilda? I think I think we call it Matilda. Yeah? Yeah. I like it. And then, so... this is And there's a two-pronged story, I think. We're introducing the child as the main sort of character of our franchise. Mm. But then there's like a B-plot of how what Matilda is... Nowadays, and like how her childhood has affected her, yeah, and, and, and dive like into some past trauma, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, if there's one thing I've learned recently, uh, uh, generational trauma is a very it topic at the moment. A lot of movies you got Red, you got Encanto, you got Everything Everywhere, or like mm-hmm. it, it's very. It's what's going on at the moment. People are di- the the people who had generational trauma have grown up and are now making movies, and they are bleeding through. So okay. I think we should tap into that market. So for hear sure. me out, Matilda, our new movie, Matilda, open brackets, twenty twenty four, close brackets, is just it's it's old Matilda and she's pregnant. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm following. And we just deal with all of that. And then she has the child at the end of the first movie. Yeah. And I think I think that gives us like an introductory movie that is like very gritty and like very um real. You know, like this is our the Joker type <laughs> Matilda movie. Yeah. We start with that. And like maybe like we we introduce some of the bad the big bads like like the trunchbull's still around and stuff yeah, yeah. right um, and so either either she she like ends with having the child or i guess there's got to be some sort of big conflict in this film doesn't there yeah i was thinking so it doesn't maybe really... she's ha- okay so maybe she's had the child and the big conflict is with like cps who's trying to take <laughs> New Matilda away from her. I was also thinking, like, yeah, if she has the child already, maybe there could be a bit of like, like denial. Like, there is like, like maybe some because she's kind of like stopped using her powers because something mm. bad, she something bad happened with them, and she's gonna be in denial about her daughter having powers and be like ignoring them or okay. trying to make her daughter re- like hide her daughter's powers from her potentially. I like that. And actually, then, that's a good. That's a, yeah, no, that's that's much better. Mm. And then, and then she's like forced into a situation where she has to use her powers, right? I also, I also, yeah. So potentially, like, but then, yeah. So she's forcing, it, and then in the end, so the daughter is using them anyway with the relevant children, and then the they become like there's a moment where like towards the end they're fighting the big bad if it is Trunchbull, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And um, the daughter's like, yeah, so she's been disobeying her mum the whole time. She's been doing these powers and she's like, it's not enough. And it, Mati- then Matilda rocks up and has to use yes. her powers to like come yes. back and be like, to, no, I, yes, to finish off Trunchbull once and for all. I was all. trying to protect you, but the only way I can protect you is if we work together. I like it. Vibe. It's good. It's good. Yeah, no, for sure. And then, like, in the future movies, Matilda takes on this, like, mentor kind of role. To the revolting you know, children. To the, to the revolting She's children. the Nick Fury. <laughs> She's the Nick Fury. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Maybe she loses an eye in the final battle. With I also, I remember the teacher miss something being an important character. So we might have to get her as like mm. a, maybe not a Nick Fury, but like a, a, Col- a Kobe Smolders role. Forget her character. Forget her character's name. Miss Honey. She Miss was honey. She was an important character in Matilda's life cuz so I think yeah maybe like Maybe she's like an early casualty of the war. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking more of like Matilda's being like I can't help you but go see Miss Honey. She helped me. I don't know. Oh but yeah, all, yeah, she's all, like all, a Yoda all, sort of character. Oh, we could be really bold and kill off Miss Honey. <laughs> I think we I think I, okay, so I think I think I that's think, also important cuz the the Miss Honey like Miss Trunchbull is Miss Honey's aunt. And she mm. killed Miss Honey's dad, so I think that could be very thematic. Is like, like so it, I think yeah, the I think you're first right. part think, of the I revenge think, is like, oh, someone killed Miss Honey, and then they're like, it's got Miss Trunchbull's back or something. I don't know. I think it's both. I think like, um, I think yeah, Miss Honey is a really important character to the the revolting children, like a, a real mentor that helps them foster their powers, um, and the Trunchbull does kill her over the course of the movies like i think towards the the the, like towards the big final battle she is a victim of 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 this fight i mean to copy so that leaves us with a world at the end of the film where the big bad has been defeated but there is no hope left anyway you know it's like to steal to copy from avengers as well i think maybe like so there's something, there's a falling out with the revolting children. Maybe they're, they're not working together. And then the death of Miss Honey brings them together again, stronger, much like the death of uh, Coulson in The Avengers. They're all separate. And then the, the, the death brings them together and gives mm. them that drive they need to fight. Is that a bit too late, though, for our first <laughs> film? This is the only thing. Like, are we getting a bit too big? For our boots. Oh, I think I think this is maybe a bit further down. I feel like maybe yeah, yeah this this we'll we'll do all the setup, but this doesn't actually happen until like a bit later. Maybe this on. doesn't happen until later. Yeah, I feel like the stakes have got to be a bit smaller in the first. Yeah, movie. so I think it, I think in our first one, it's mainly about um maybe the new so Matilda and and old Matilda um dealing fighting with the Trunchbull again, and maybe she's maybe it's like a Voldemort situation where she's knocked down, but she's not out yeah, of it she's yet. Not you out. know, yeah. I think that's good. I also, so this is, this is a very dumb movie thing and it's dumb, but I think it works well with it because we're going with the Matilda, the MCU, mm-hmm. but we are moving on to a June generation. I think she calls her daughter Tilly, which we yep. can then assume is like a short, like similar to Matilda. And then we kind of keep that. Even though Matilda we've got Junior. old Matilda yeah. and we've got new Matilda, but she, then we refer to her as Tilly. So it's not stupid and being double Matilda. Yeah. The whole no, time. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like we could come up with a new name for her, but we want to call the movie Matilda. Yeah. So we get, she's going to be Tilly. <laughs> yeah. Great. I think that works. Um, and then on to casting. Yeah. I had this idea before for the new... I don't know. You might, you're probably not familiar with this person, but a uh, young, young actor, um, Bella Ramsey. She got very famous because she played a character in Game of Thrones that people... She was like a little girl 
but she was like head of her house and like a, a real like okay. boss ass bitch. And, sure. Um, she's yeah. I I feel like that'd be like the obvious like the like you got like the like the elevens of the world from Stranger Things. Yeah. Right? But like that's yeah. a similar vibe. I feel like that'd be weird. I feel like you know that could be a good choice. I don't know. Is there any other up and comers that you had your eye on? I don't know. Yeah. No. I'm 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 trying to rack my brains and I'm not too sure. But we d- we definitely need to get someone. We I we either get somebody who, yeah, has done something like that before. And it's very good. Or we just kind of casting call and try and find the next... The next big thing. The next big thing when it comes to child stars. I think I think the real question is going to be, what's our timeline for the second movie? And and uh, and how much time has progressed between the first and second movie? I, because we don't want to cast someone that's going to I think kind we, of grow up too quickly for the films. I think we sh- shoot the, the, first, Stranger Things has run into. the first and second movies back to back. Oh yeah, yeah, and then a bit of a time jump between the third to account for. I like it. Yeah, no, that's good. That requires us to get greenlit for two movies <laughs> straight up. But I like. I it. mean, why would you not listen to this episode? Is everything you need to hear? That's true. This is spectacular. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, great. The other thing I think we need because this is it. So we've got we've got. Um, uh, we'll get an up and comer potentially. That one I mentioned. We have got Mara Wilson coming back to mm-hmm. Matilda. I think we need. As our villain, we need. A, I think recasting is the idea. We bring in a new. We bring new life to Miss Trunchbull. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, with a new, a new actor. I'm just trying to figure. Out. Um, I don't know. I get, it was originally. Um, uh, it is originally played by a, a female. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then in the the musical, does it? It's a. It's a. They for comedic effect. It's a massive man who plays Miss sure. Trunchbull, and I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not not open to uh, maybe some, well, like John Travolta from Hairspray vibes. I get that, but can I also throw um, something into the ring that I've thought for quite a long time? Yeah, Anne Haggerty, the governess from The Chase, oh. I think would make a fantastic trunchbull. <laughs> I wonder what her act- acting chops are like. I mean, she probably she just needs to be herself, I guess. I, mean, I have no I idea, mean, right? The but chase when you're playing that character on the chase, it is acting really. Like they're not all like it that is. all the time. Like it is. And a I, I swear she's gonna throw uh, everyone into that. Like what's the, what's the thing called? The the, the terrifying. Um, oh, oh, the chokey. The chokey. <laughs> I feel like we got to build the chokey up as like this really like make it like a a prison instead of just mm. like this bot. Like the chokey becomes just like. Where the transport sends all their enemies or something. Yeah, for sure. For Let me sure. Just Anne Haggerty. Let me try and get I vaguely remember. Yeah, okay. Very stern. Very stern. And especially in her character on the the chase <laughs> with the grey pet suit. Yeah, I like that. It's just yeah, we need it. we maybe do a screen test. See if she like she looks stern, but where can she get that darkness that we need that? That's true. We need we do need a lot of darkness. That evil vibe. Okay. But that could be. Uh, what was your what was your kind of John Travolta casting thoughts? I I hadn't really got. I was just like, what, what that would be an interesting way to take it. But mm. I, uh, who would be? I don't know why, but I was thinking Jack Black for some reason. But that's that's oh. absurd. I don't know. He I, I've never <laughs> seen him do like a, a an evil role before. Uh, we could we could you know go against what everyone's doing. We could uh, <laughs> could cast uh, James Corden. Oh my god. <laughs> That would be so. That'd be very comical. If you and not want the, the audience to have a a visceral reaction, 
Keep it secret. We keep the casting secret until like the third trailer. <laughs> that that would be no. That we couldn't do that. I I, I feel sick just thinking of it. Apparently, at some point, there was talks of doing a movie adaptation of the musical where Rafe Fiennes was going to play the Trunchbull. I mean, he was Voldemort. Like he was Voldemort. That's, that's a good way to bring back like that iconic. Like, like, yeah. Oh, why am I scared of him? Oh, he was Voldemort. We already have that that layer to it. Okay, who else have we got that that's like terrifying villains then to do something like that? Terrifying villains. Who mm. who have we been scared of? Jack Nicholson, but you know, probably probably not the go. Yeah. Terrifying bit- villains. Movie villains. Yeah. Michael Myers. (laughs) It's just giving me characters. It's not giving me actors. Characters want actors. The thing is, there's... there's Who, 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 like, stands out in your mind as, like, being big villains these days? Like, there's not that many, really. Josh Brolin is Thanos. (laughs) But even then, like... (laughs) That's the thing is, like, they're all, like, CGI and, like... it's, It's difficult to... What about Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins makes for a good villain. Does Anthony Hopkins make for a good trunchbull, though? Nah, probably not. Probably not. What about um, tapping into the Harry Potter thing again? Imelda Staunton. Who's Imelda Staunton? Um, she plays in Harry Potter, the evil teacher that nobody likes, who I can't remember oh, the name of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Do- Dolores, Dolores Umbridge. Umbridge. You know what? That could be very, very good. That could work. Like we get some Umbridge vibes, but but even but, and she's but, but terrifying. More blatant, right? Like like yeah. I think like the thing that makes um, Umbridge uh, such a, a hated character <laughs> is that is, is the like fake politeness and everything. But you just strip all that away with Transport, right? And you just get yeah. pure evil. I I really like that. That's very good. And yeah, I think yeah, that's. Another, like, I feel like this movie's got to be, got to be full of callbacks. We can build on this, all this groundwork that Harry Potter 100%. and all the other ones have done, and like, yeah, and then you play with that by casting people who already come with this, like, this expectation that we then yeah. play with, and I think mm, that's mm-hmm. very good. What about the flip side of that? Who's our Miss Honey? Miss Honey, who would our Miss Honey be? Oh, all right, she's. She's pro. I don't know. I think she could do it. She may be a yeah, bit yeah. young. St- Florence Pugh. Now, hang on. That name sounds familiar. She's she's she was in Midsummer. She's uh, in oh, Black yes. Widow, and she's she's kind of she's very she's very uh, up and coming right now. Like she's very popular mm-hmm. at the moment, and I think she's got that she, yeah that vibe. Maybe probably a bit young, considering this is going to be like. She, Miss Honey was already young in the original. Yeah. She's got to be a bit older now, I guess. I don't know. That's true, actually. I hadn't thought about that. We do need... Yeah, because we've got to kind of... Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't think about that. You're right. I think, like, if we were doing a remake of Matilda, then that would be... Florence Pugh would be perfect. But, yeah, we do need someone a bit older now, don't we? Gwyneth. Gwyneth. I mean, if we're tapping into the MCU <laughs> type deal, she's Gwyneth the problem. With, the problem with Gwyneth is she comes with um, all of her goop <laughs> stuff, so that's 
That's you get all true. you get all of that with it, which is there's a lot know. of lot of goop. <laughs> yeah, she brings a considerable amount of goop. <laughs> <laughs> is she still acting, Gwyneth Paltrow? I don't know. She, I think she does the occasional thing here and there. I mean, it's mostly probably just MCU stuff as appearances, I guess, mm-hmm. because she signed a contract, and that's what happens. Which also we need another. We need we need to get these people locked down. Ten, yes, mo- ten movie contracts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like all the way out. Like yeah, hundred percent through the next hundred years. Thank you. Like we're going back to the studio system. You, <laughs> you belong to us. Yeah, we you want you for the Matilda here. Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, you'll you'll get out if it if we cancel it. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think yeah. we're under something here. I'm penciling Gwyneth, and um, look if she wants to. We'll reach Product out. placement group. That group. Goop. 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 That's fine. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Goop. Yeah. Such a weird name. I, I, I like I like her for that. Um, other, other similar options like a, a Tina Fey, potentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I say, Tina Fey could be good. Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm thinking back to like Mean Girls, like for sure. Yeah, I think Tina Fey could be a good vibe for that as well. Mm. Okay. Okay. We got a couple options there. Yeah, it's good to have options. We'll screen test. You know, mm-hmm. put them with mm-hmm. our new our new talent and see what the chemistry that comes from it. Exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now, I'm I'm trying to think. There's not that many other characters. Oh, no. Well, we still need to we need to work on the revolting children. But you know, that's that's yeah, that's a thing. So we, I think can we bring get in to. other revolting children with all other powers, right? Like someone's got to be super fast. Someone's got to be super strong. Mm. Someone's got to be able to read people's minds. Someone's got to be able to turn back time. You know, just all the basic superpowers. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever works that doesn't works within the story that doesn't make them too OP. Yeah. I think the thing that's interesting about um like Matilda is is it's very much like that category of superpower that's a little bit more supernatural, right? Yeah. Like I said super strength, but maybe that's probably not right. It's probably a bit more Yeah. What was that one? Misfits, was it? Yeah, where, the TV where they show. Were, yeah, yeah. What were all of those powers? So, like, well, was, they they they, they were a bit and, more. They chop and change a bit, mm. but um, it starts off with like. Well, the thing, yeah, like one of them is in, can go invisible, but like he can't control it. Originally, invisible's a good one. Yeah, uh, invisible is actually a very good one. Uh, one of them can travel in time, but he couldn't. Oh, maybe that's later. He or no, he because yeah, he wanted to go back and change. He. He might fuck, fucked up at the Olympics or whatever. So he could go back in time, but he also couldn't control that. One of them thought he had no powers, but was actually just immortal. Oh, like that was, cool. yeah. And the other one could re- hear people's thoughts. And the other one, when she touched people, they wanted to have sex with her. <laughs> okay. We might not do that one. <laughs> no, that was, and then, they, yeah, there's a couple of times they change around. Like one point, they, one of them can uh, change into a girl who was a, bo- who was a boy. And then he can turn into a girl version of himself. One of them gets like a rocket scientist brain. Um, so clever and master of disguise. <laughs> and yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, okay, okay. Different powers in that show. That's yeah. an, that's an interesting one. But yeah, but I definitely think that more supernatural track is what we want to be on with the Matilda cinematic universe, rather than you know super strength or something. Like yeah, that. I think that's that's not, that's not how these fights are really going to go down. They're going to be different. Yeah, they're going to be intellectual. Mm. They're going to be, yeah. Don't that might not be that visually? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can still come up with a sequence. Like, 
Like the just because they're not fighting doesn't mean the person hasn't put. Uh, well, the a telekinesis series. stuff is very visual. Yeah, and just because yeah. like you're not like fighting the bad guy doesn't mean they haven't created a series of events that you then need to like. Some, they're doing something like over the other side of town, and you need mm. someone with powers yeah. to address it while you're having the battle or something. And like the bad guys are also going to have powers, right? So it's like, how do you fight a bad guy that can read your mind? Like. All of those sort of things. How do you outsmart the smartest person? Is that possible? Can you? How do you, how do you fight someone that's a boy and then suddenly a girl? <laughs> I'm, it's I'm a excited about this. Again, we've we've defied expectations, Dom. I'm. I really. It makes me a want to want muse the musical to come back so I can watch yes. the musical. I'm, makes me kind of want to watch the movie again. Mm. And uh, I've watched the movie. I haven't watched the movie again in years. Yeah, and it makes me want to um, see the universe expand. It really does. So I think I think we do a couple of movies, then we start spinning off with TV shows, right? Like there's going to be new video games based on this. Yeah. And we also don't know what people attach to. Like we got to be adaptable. We got to, we might 100%. have, we might have like a quick, like very small comedy, a comedic character that people really attach to. And then we can mm-hmm. run with that, give them their own show, you know? Yeah. Like, like full on, like who knows, maybe James Corden's cameo will be <laughs> great. And we'll be producing 50 films with him as the lead star and we'll hate ourselves, but you know what? We'll be making money while we do it. So yeah. it'll be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, our MCU will be going up against the uh, the current MCU, which, you know, it's mm. had its time, I think, Dom. It's dwindling. It's dying out. It's time for a new MCU to take its place. Exactly, right? Like, they kind of finished it, and now they're just keeping on going. It doesn't make much sense yeah. to me. I think it's time for a new thing to come and take its That's place. That's the thing about Matilda, the Matilda Cinematic Universe. We will know when to end it. We, we've mm-hmm. got we've got other projects to fall back on. This isn't yep. our one. We're not going to... This isn't our money pit. We're not going to bleed we it just dry. Have, we have one... 300 step phase all mapped out and once that's over it's done and then we look well, then we do the the jcu the james the giant peach <laughs> cinematic universe <laughs> yep there's an untapped wealth there that we will be all right with but uh thank you dom thank you for uh, coming along this ride with me i'm i'm really glad that pitch and tent now has a cinematic universe we were missing it before we were missing that before we and can I'm check glad, that off our list i'm glad it's now added to our collection We'll get we'll get in touch with some directors. We'll, yeah. We're we're busy people. We'll, we're 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 definitely at the top, but we should probably find someone to appoint as our Kevin Feige potentially. Yeah, it was executive produce. Yeah, maybe it, just get Stanley. What's, what's Roald Dahl up to these days? Is Roald Dahl alive? Yeah, very good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Like I think I think Roald Dahl was like a while ago, right? Look, uh, let's say so. Then shall we? There you go. He died in 1990. Oh, it's a shame. 32 years too early <laughs> to see <laughs> yeah. to see the universe they created come to life. <laughs> be the oldest man of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for coming, Dom. Thank you for listening, everyone. We we're in the pitch intent. Uh, as always, we've got other we, meetings we, to we get pitched to. Pitched a masterpiece. We yes. have got to have a quick meeting about what the other projects. <laughs> other projects. <laughs> But uh, we'll be back in the tent uh, after much paperwork and red tape in in Mm -hmm. another month or so. So uh, until then, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you again, Dom, for joining me today. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure.
This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.